hair loss is not just in your head. <laughs> I love that. Hair loss is not just in your head. Okay, we're going to be saying that one again. Oh, Gem, do I ever have a special treat for you today? I have Dr. Mohiba Tareen coming to us today. So Dr. Mohiba Tareen is a board-certified dermatologist and a good friend of mine. I have known her for over a dozen years, I think, that we figured out. She is wonderful. Wait until I tell you all about her and how credentialed she is. And not only that, but she is just like a wonder woman. She is kind and like a wonderful human being. And you'll hear that come through in our conversation. And the reason why I asked her and she so graciously said yes to come on Drinking With Jen and talk with us is I had some crazy experiences when I went through my traumatic experience of my breakup that... I got shingles on my face, my hair broke off, I had a precancerous lesion while I was with him, and I think sometimes our bodies know things before our minds can catch up. And so I asked her to come and talk to us about how stress can manifest in our hair, skin, and nails, and she is going to bestow some incredible wisdom upon us and talk to us about not only how, you know, some things to look out for and how things manifest in our hair, skin, and nails, but also some really helpful everyday tips of things that we can do to take care of our hair, skin, and nails. And by the way, our skin is our body's largest organ, and that is why it's so important to take care of it. So let me tell you a little bit about Dr. Train. You are going to love her. So she is a highly regarded board-certified dermatologist. She's the founder and medical director of Tureen Dermatology. It was established in 2011, and I knew her when. I, I feel like it's so great that I can say I knew her when. Um, but it has already grown to five locations. So she's got locations in Roseville, Fairbolt, Maplewood, Monticello, and their newest location in Hudson, Wisconsin. Dr. Treen is a magna cum laude graduate of the University of Michigan, where she was a member of the Phi Beta Kappa Honor Society. She earned her medical degree there and was inducted into the Alpha Omega Alpha Honor Medical Society. She has been decorated with multiple awards. She is, um, Dr. Treen completed her dermatology residency at Columbia Presbyterian Medical Center in New York, New York. While there, she also lectured extensively. She has been published in multiple prestigious medical journals, including the New England Journal of Medicine. Again, more awards. She won the Conrad Stritzler Award of the New York Dermatological Society while a second-year resident. Dr. Tureen completed a prestigious procedural dermatology fellowship where she specialized in advanced laser surgery and cosmetic dermatology she subsequently practiced medical and cosmetic dermatology in Manhattan, and then we were lucky enough to get her here in Minnesota. She comes from a family of doctors and is married to a urologist, and you're going to probably wonder, sort of like I did at first, how she does all of this, and she has five beautiful children. So I am just so excited to bring this conversation to you today. I hope you pick up some really amazing pearls of information and have a good time. And what we're drinking today is some 
passion tango iced tea with a little splash of lemonade. So whatever you're drinking as you sip along and listen to our really fun, really informational chat, I hope it's delicious. Welcome, Gem. I have a gem of all gems here with me today. I'm so excited. I already gave you her full, incredible bio. I mean, Michigan, New York, mom of five, wife. She is like a superwoman of all superwomen. I don't know how you do it all. How do you do it all, Dr. Mohiba Tareen? Great friends, <laughs> like Jenny. Oh my gosh, I am so thrilled. This has been a long time coming. And really, you know, this is a self-improvement and a life improvement podcast that we have here. And the reason why I wanted to bring you on is because of my own experience. So I share a lot about my own experiences. I've shared about I mean, very openly, I mean, in a book and on stages and here on the show. Mm -hmm. And one of the experiences that I went through was really related to my skin. And so I want to get to that, you know, dermatologists, you specialize in skin, hair, and nails. Yes. And so we'll get to that in a minute. But first, I have a bone to pick with you. Oh, so, no. As I mentioned in the bio, you founded Terrine Dermatology over 11 years ago. That's no, right. over 12 years ago, 2011. Well, Ginny was there from day one, so she knows. Yes, I. we go all the way back. I remember when it was founded and was so excited for you. Thank you. But... Through that, we have become good friends, and we were going for a walk recently, and I saw this house, and I was like, oh my gosh, that house is gorgeous. Like, I would die to have that. You're like, oh, I know the realtor. I can totally, like, set it up, and you can have a showing. So you know what I did? I immediately went home, and I looked at it, and I saw that the house was $3 million. <laughs> I actually think it's $3.1 million, Jenny, <laughs> if that is... Just, you know, in your budget, right? 3.1. Well, so at first I was like, what is she thinking? And then I was like, I like that she is manifesting and is like having this aspiration for me. So thank you. I've been, I've been keeping my eye on that. Everyone, isn't the podcast amazing? Just go buy some more of Jenny's books. She can be a neighbor. <laughs> yes, I love it. Okay, so back to the hair skin and nails or speaking of my book thank you for that um unplanned but my book you're my favorite i share about my traumatic and shocking experience of a end to a romantic relationship but during that time so there was this moment in time i was in florida i had just gotten back from taking him on this 10-day amazing like very luxurious extravagant trip to italy and I had to turn around like two days later and go on a work trip to Orlando, Florida. While I was on that trip, like I knew something was wrong. I came home, called one of my best friends who you know, um, my friend Kim. Mm -hmm. And so she wanted me to tell you hi and she listened. So now you can, now can. she knows that, that I did tell you hello from her. She can hold me accountable. But I knew something was wrong. Like I came back, I called her and I was like, I know something's wrong. Like I feel it in my bones. I know it in my soul. On that trip, I got this mass, this huge lump over my eyebrow. Yes. And I was surprisingly with some other people that were in the dermatology field. And one person thought maybe it was a spider bite. 
and it wasn't getting better. So that was on like a Friday and by Monday it wasn't getting better. So I try not to ever do this with like my friends that are doctors and professionals to like call you up on the side. But I was really worried because like my entire, by that point, you know, three days later, my entire, like this whole side of my face and my eye was really swollen. So I was starting to get concerned. And so I messaged you and you were like, you need to get in immediately. You walk in the room and within like 2.2 seconds, you're like, you have shingles. Poor Jenny. I was really worried because I walked in the room and her eye was almost swollen shut. And we are taught as dermatologists, if the virus gets into the eye, it can cause permanent scarring, permanent damage. So I was quite surprised that none of your friends had diagnosed this, but it really can be a red herring because young people shouldn't get shingles unless they're under significant stress. So at that point, I knew right away that there was something off with your immune system, and I was really worried about you, Jenny. Yeah, I was supposed to travel that week, and I didn't go. That's right, I'm glad you canceled your trip. Doctor's orders. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's really scary, because shingles is a systemic issue. Not only does it affect the skin, and as we'll probably discuss, you got a, even a little small scarring from it. Can you imagine if it had been diagnosed later? No, I can't. I am so thankful that you like with your expertise and your willingness to, you know, be able to get me in. There is also another one. So can you talk about how how shingles like follows the nerves? Because I had another one that was forming on the side of my nose that you were able to kind of nip in the bud right. before it progressed further. Right. Thank goodness. So shingles is just a manifestation of chickenpox virus. Mm -hmm. And once we've been infected by chickenpox, either if we've been vaccinated or if like people our age who actually had chickenpox, it always lives in the root called the root ganglion. And under times of stress or as we're getting older and our immune system wanes, then the shingles virus can come out and it can follow just that specific nerve, which is why yours was in that line. But the best thing was that Jenny listened to her gut and she came in right away because otherwise there's significant scarring. And as we discussed, some you can get scarring of the eye. Yeah. It's an emergency. Well, we were just talking about that beforehand because I just got my brows laminated yesterday. They look great. <laughs> they look so good and not too, not too straight up. They're perfectly, perfectly laminated. For the first time. And, you know, we were joking about like my scar above my newly laminated brows, but, <laughs> you know, it's to me it's really kind of prominent like I can see it when I you know it's kind of like this permanent reminder mm -hmm. of kind of that time of my life and what I was going through and I don't think sometimes our minds know how stressed we are it's almost like our bodies know before we do sometimes we're highly evolved right we we multitask we do everything and sometimes we have to turn that off in our brain but it's still occurring in our bodies and our immune systems are suffering as evidenced by your shingles and i as a dermatologist think all scars are beautiful and i think your tiny little scar just gives you even more humanity it makes you look even prettier so don't do anything about it but i'm glad you don't have more significant scarring yeah me too I do remember, I remember very vividly when you, like in 2.2 seconds, maybe less, diagnosed me with shingles, and then you asked me, have you been under a significant amount of stress? Right. And I think I was in denial. And I think I maybe didn't want to admit to the red flags I was seeing and the you know, gut instincts that I was having. And this is such, like, to me, it's such a good reminder, like hindsight's twenty twenty, right. to trust our gut and trust our instincts and pay attention to those things and not ignore them because you could end up with shingles on your face or worse. And, you know, I think it's a really important thing 
of how that, like paying attention to it so that our bodies don't manifest in these types of ways, especially with our skin. Absolutely, it doesn't, stress does not just affect our hair, skin, and nails, it also can affect us internally, which many um, doctors will tell you, you know, you can get cancer, you can get all these horrible, terrible infections because you are not listening to yourself and your immune system gets compromised and then all these things get turned on. I mean, you had a precancerous mole, if I don't mind you speaking about, yes. which, can become melanoma. Do you want to talk about what hap happened with that? That was scary too. Yeah, that was. So I haven't had one for many, many years before that or since that. But when I was with Chad, I also had a an abnormal lesion mm -hmm. on my left breast that had to get removed and tested. And luckily it was kind of precancerous. Mm -hmm. But like you're saying, those things can also manifest. Absolutely. When you're under stress, your immune system cannot function properly. It is compromised. And what keeps cancer and infections in check? It's our immune system. If your immune system is compromised, it cannot wall off those precancerous cells. And there are scientific studies that show that they can worsen. Eczema worsens, psoriasis worsens, acne worsens, people's picking worsens. I mean, stress just manifests in every way, externally and internally. Oh my gosh. Okay, so this is why getting your skin checks are so important i mean speaking just for minnesota the state that we live in i know you have an international podcast but for our minnesotan people we are one of the top three in the nation states for minnesota uh, for, to get melanoma in minnesota so we really need to get our skin checks furthermore everyone's under increased stress post covid going back to work our kids our jobs all of these things will you know increase your risk for skin cancer so you should get in and get checked how often do you recommend? You know, it depends on your risk factors. Are you very fair-skinned? Are you a redhead? Do you have um, some type of underlying immunosuppression? So many people these days are on those medications that uh, suppress your immune system, like Humira, all those types mm -hmm. of things. So if you've got one of those risk factors, you should get in at least once or twice a year. If you have a history of melanoma, we sometimes see people every three months, Ginny. So the frequency depends on your risk factors, but at least once a year. Okay, good to know. I I think I do once a year. There's been times when I've had like the precancerous lesions removed. The time frame shortens, Correct. right? So like Correct. if you are more prone, then you go more often. Right, right. Because okay. again, you want to nip it in the bud. If we can wall off these cells, get get a nice clear margin, like you said, then you mitigate your risk for melanoma. Perfect. Okay. So speaking of Minnesota, why? Why are we at risk? Is it because people think we don't get as much sun exposure? Excellent question. So it's multifactorial, right? We have a very fair skinned Caucasian population, a lot of people from Scandinavia who should be, you know, not in the sun that often. But because we get that episodic sun, so many people just right at the beginning of the rays of sun, like we're in spring right now, are outside without their sunscreen because they just want to soak it in. And who can blame them? It does feel great. Mm -hmm. But you can get better vitamin D from a bottle than you can from the sun. Also, there's such an epidemic of tanning bed exposure in Minnesota. How many of us were in tanning beds? Even, you know, brown skin people go in tanning beds in Minnesota just because we're so lacking of that good vitamin D. So we just miss it. Plus, there's also, um, you know, there's not that knowledge. Like, at least when people are in California or Hawaii, like, they know they should go to the dermatologist. In Minnesota, we think we're inside all the time. So people let these huge, horrible skin lesions go till later. Okay. So much to say about it. Yes, I did tanning beds when I was a teenager. Right. We thought that was normal, but I don't know the last time I went into one, and I don't think I know anyone Good. that goes in a tanning bed. 
And I think like spray tans, if you're wanting a little bit of color, if you're not doing it to try to get, you know, the vitamin D or kind of that light sensation and feeling and boosting your mood. Right. There's so many great spray tan companies now. They've gotten so good. Yes, and they like paint in your abs, guys. <laughs> Come on, like what more can you ask for? I want to paint in abs, but yes. yeah, people still go in tanning boots. I cannot tell you, Jenny. I have people who are melanoma survivors who are like, I just cannot break my addiction. So it is an addiction, it, and it's coming back to like the theme of your podcast. It's how people manifest their stress. They're not feeling good, so they go in that tanning bed so they can feel warm, they can feel relaxed. Where else is someone not bothering you? Oh my gosh. Right? Yeah. Well, okay, so if you are, because I do, like, this is the first winter, and maybe it's because I didn't travel quite as much as I normally do. And some of the places I went to, like, I went to Montreal over New Year's, and it rained and was cold and, like, cloudy and rainy the entire time. Oh, no. And then I went to Switzerland in February, also like cold and windy, like it, I didn't get like this big boost of, you know, sunlight and sun rays and sunshine. And I, I really felt the effects. So I can see why someone would seek that out. And I'll tell you, like just being able now that it's nicer out to get outside and walk Francine and, yes. and get exposure, but wearing sun protection, how important is that? At all times. I mean, not only does it prevent you against skin cancer, it also keeps you looking younger. The number one preventable way to like to get anti-aging is with sunscreen. We know that. Like everybody's coming in for their peels and their lasers. Come on, sister, wear your sunscreen first. Stop smoking. Like those are the best things you can keep your skin young. So you're absolutely right. It does feel good to be outside, but you can do it smart. Wear your hat, wear your SPF, your UPF clothing, wear your sunscreen. Okay. So this just happened. Um spring break with my bonus kiddos and their mom we were in uh, cancun can we and talk about how evolved that is by the way that's totally evolved it's so cool it's you know one of the best things that happened out of the situation you know finding finding the good in things mm -hmm. but they ran out of sunscreen and so we went down to the little gift shop and because i get this question all the time in fact people were in my dms this week asking me what skincare products and sunscreens i recommend so i think i want to hear from you a dermatologist you know i did work in the aesthetics industry for over 18 years and seven of those with skincare products but it's been a while so i might be a little bit out of the loop on something so i want to get like the real juice the real info but i was very um and it was different in Mexico too. They have some different ingredients than we have, like some I didn't recognize, but really looking for particular ingredients to make sure that you're getting UVA and UVB protection. Right. And you have that physical block in there. So correct. So um, the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration of the United States is very conservative in approving things. There are a lot more blockers, chemical blockers abroad. So that's probably what you're seeing on some of those labels. Mm. I mean, it's a good and bad, you know, when it comes to the US, at least it's we know it's been vetted and it's safe. It's not a carcinogen. It's not going to cause cancer in our skin. But there are some really good ones in Europe per se that you can find. But in general, as a mother of five, I like physical blockers, zinc and titanium as much as possible. You can look for micronized formulations so they're not quite as thick. We love Elta MV. That's a really good one that dermatologists recommend. We love CeraVe. We love Anthelios. Um, Anthelios does have some chemical blockers, though, too. So some people like a little mix of both, like you said, because you get less chalkiness, you get a little bit more longevity, but physical blockers are the way to go, Jenny. Okay. 
I'm so proud of myself. I recommended Elta MD to yes. somebody this week. Yes, I did nice. it right. Nice. Okay. It, but there are numerous others. Just look for your zinc and titanium. Okay, so zinc and titanium. Correct. That's what we Correct. should be looking for. At least you want those somewhere on the label, so you're getting a little bit of physical blocking. And it's just those, I always say, those are like a little parasol. They're sitting on top of the skin. They're not getting absorbed in versus chemical blockers, which are actually getting absorbed into your DNA. Okay. This is something, so I actually say, I did a podcast previously about like nurturing yourselves. And one of this is one of the ways that I feel like I like nurture and take care of myself is I am diligent about wearing sun protection. Excellent. Which so is much, why you look great. <laughs> thank you. Nary a sunspot on her face. Well, I know, so I know good people in the industry. <laughs> so, so I've got that going for me. But last year and spring break, the, my bonus kiddos were making fun of me and they were like laughing. They're like, well, you know, Ginny's not going to go in the sun. She's going to be like under an umbrella. Yes. And I was like, Absolutely, I will be with a hat on, with my sun protection. Yes. So I think it's really important. Now, do you want to talk a little bit about the difference between UVA and UVB rays? Yes. So the best way that I think you can remember things, UVA is aging, A for aging, UVB is for burning. They both can cause a little bit of aging, but UVA is predominantly responsible for that. UVB can cause that redness, that immediate redness, that burn. So, but both are important to, to protect yourself from. Um, and that's why, again, mineral sunscreens are the best because they protect against both. Okay, that's super good to know. I love that. A for aging, B for burn. There you go. Easy but, way to remember. But important to protect your ears. People are like, oh, what should I protect my, myself against more? I'm like, both. Yeah. <laughs> this is not something that you want to be piecemeal about. But coming back to what you said, everything in moderation too. Like sometimes you do need to get out and get a little bit of sun on your legs, you know, but you don't want to do too much. You don't want to burn. So you want to get enough of that that sun that it like helps you your mood be good and your affect be good you don't want to be inside all the time but you know you got to be protecting okay so tell me this factor fiction is i've heard this before and i want to know from you a board certified dermatologist if this is accurate that you get enough vitamin d if you walk outside when it's sunny and have your arms exposed for about 10 minutes so that's fiction because okay. it, it's, again, multifactorial. It depends on your skin type. If you're dark like me, you're probably not going to get enough. In fact, studies have shown if you're outside for you know even hours, depending on the latitude that you live in and your darker skin, you're probably never going to get enough from the sun. So that is fiction. Okay, so that's why you're saying supplement with an oral vitamin D. Correct, and that you should do in conjunction with your primary doctor. Vitamin D is not just a vitamin, it's really a hormone. It affects our mood, it affects our affect, it's an immune stimulant. So people who um, are low in vitamin D sometimes have increased risk of breast cancer and other types of malignancies. So it's important that your vitamin D is supplemented. I'm a big believer in that, Jenny. Okay, love that. You just said something that made me have like a little squirrel moment. So we didn't talk about this um, in advance, but you mentioned hormones. And I know a lot of like our kind of overarching theme here today was to talk about how stress can manifest in our hair, skin and nails. But you just brought up hormones. And I think that we oftentimes know that like women think especially, oh, I'm having a hormonal breakout, right? Like yes. acne breakouts. Yes. Can that be induced by stress? A hundred percent. Stress throws off your 
cortisone, your cortisol milieu from your hypothalamus pituitary axis, and that that plays into how the sebaceous glands, our oil glands, are responding to hormones. So that's why so many women during times of stress will get a lower face hormonal breakout because your DHT, your dihydroxytestosterone is converting more, you're getting more sebum and oil production. So it's all playing in. And when you're under less stress, then everything regulates. Do you treat that the same or do you treat acne differently based on the patient, the circumstances? Absolutely. Again, it's not a one size fit all. Sometimes people have the mix, mix of stress acne, bacterial acne, folliculitis from fungus from working out plus hormonal acne. So everything needs to be addressed in its own lane. Oh my gosh. And again, like this is one of the things that's so fascinating to me about you is like you walk in a room and you're like, Boop, that's what it is. You literally can look at something for a nanosecond and identify it and come up with a, an amazing treatment plan. You're so kind. And that's what we do as dermatologists. We it's it's all about seeing somebody who's specialized to the skin because that's all we do all day long. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about hair for a second. So we've, I feel like we've talked quite a bit about skin. Do we miss anything? Because we've talked about how stress can manifest with shingles. Yes. And there is a vaccination for shingles for people over 50, Correct. right? Correct. I'm, I may, I'm off. I don't know the numbers because that's a primary care thing like okay. when you give it. But there's definitely a vaccination. There's been a newer variant of the vaccination that's even more effective. So I highly recommend it depending on your age and risk factors. Like sometimes we'll give that shingles vaccine to people who are starting on an immunosuppressant like Humira or somebody who has cancer. So again, and depending on your risk factors, you may want to get the shingles vaccine if you're younger than 50. Okay, so what about somebody like me who got it when I was, I had shingles, not the vaccination. I think I was 37. Does do you, Would you still recommend getting the vaccination at 50? A hundred percent. Okay. You know that you, har you harvest it and it comes out during times of stress. So it's important that you keep boosting your immune system. And they're, they're working on like absolute intervals like when you should get it again and all those types of things because we want to keep turning on our immune systems to that bad virus okay so we've talked about shingles manifesting we've talked about acne correct you mentioned eczema mm -hmm. psoriasis mm -hmm. um precancerous cells or even melanoma correct. it can turn into correct via stress. one thing i think it's so important i see this all the time is skin picking and there's a lot of stigma associated with it all the time when people are under stress, they might pick at something, they may scratch at something, and they can develop chronic ulcers, they can get scarring, but it's just their outlet. Like I always say, everybody has their little pressure cooker valve. In me, it's hair loss. In you, hair loss and some shingles. But some people pick at their skin. And there are so many things as dermatologists that we can do to help turn that off for you. Okay. And there's really a lot of stigma. People will feel like they just can't look their doctor in the eye and tell them that. You should. Your doctor can help you with it. Oh, I love to pick. I mean, if there if there is a thing to pick, I will pick it. <laughs> it's oddly satisfying, but if you're under stress, then that can manifest more. Yeah, and like all the videos, like the pimple popping. Yes, I'm yes. like that's in my algorithm for some reason. <laughs> love it. <laughs> it's so bad. Some of them are too like they're too over the top for me. But I'm sure you've seen your fair share. You know, they are oddly satisfying, but yeah. it can also go to an X degree where you do too much, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so we talked about the skin. Anything we missed? Um, I mean, I feel like that is a lot. That There's so much. If you have any questions, just go see your dermatologist. That's what we're trained to do is help diagnose. We're not just 
beauticians. We are doctors. So we are there to help all of you. Yes, from head to toe. Like, right. And that's the interesting thing too. So that was the other thing that happened. So after the split from Chad, I went to go get my hair done. Like on my normal schedule, it was like two months mm -hmm. after. And my hairstylist who had been seen for, I've probably known him longer than I've known you. So wow. like a dozen, 12, 15 plus years. And he's like going through my hair and I was like, I just, I feel like my hair's thinning. Like, I don't know what's going on. I'm like, I'm too young for this. What's happening? And he goes, did you, and he knew nothing about anything. Mm -hmm. And he goes, did you happen to go through a really stressful time? Like two months ago, uh. about two months ago, he's like, cause your entire head has like about two months of growth. And that was how I realized that that was a stress trigger. Right, so right. can you talk a little bit more about that? Absolutely. So I would say stress mediated hair loss is not just in your head. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, that is something that I personally suffer from. So I'm really passionate about it. Anytime I'm under stress, of course, after we have a baby, all these things can turn off our hair growth cycle. So we have three cycles of our hair, antigen, catagen, telogen telogen. Antigen is a growth phase. Catagen is the resting phase. Telogen, or excuse me, catagen is like when it's off. Telogen is the resting phase. So what happens when you're under stress, all of your new hair growth, Jenny, switches from growth on to rest, and then it sheds all at one time. So instead of getting like just normal periodic, you know, 50 to 100 hairs a day, you'll lose 100 to 300 hairs a day, and that really does add up. So that's called telogen effluvium, where everything's in rest and then it all sheds at one time. So again, that's related to stress and the cortisone and the dihydroxytestosterone at the base of the follicle. So we see it all the time. It's really common, especially after COVID. We were seeing it all the time, mm. COVID, COVID mediated telogen effluvium. Mm -hmm. So that's exactly what you're suffering from. And as dermatologists, there's so many things we can do. There's PRP, where we use stem cells. There's now oral minoxidil. There's anti-hormonals. There's carolase, which is a laser that's applied. So based upon your pattern of hair loss because many people then also have female or male male pattern hair loss in addition mm. so you've got two things two hits against you and you can really um, lose a ton of hair and lose confidence and then you're worse because you're already under stress and then you look worse so it's just a terrible milieu of things well and sometimes it's hard to identify right like you're like what is going on and then it, again sometimes our bodies know before our minds have the opportunity to catch up yes you're and the problem with hair, and I always suffer, struggle with this, is that it's two to three months behind the inciting events. You're like, what happened a few months ago? Oh, yeah, I was going through that. So mm -hmm. you have to really be on it with hair. And once you know you're prone to telogen effluvium, these stress mediated things, you have to nip your stress in the bud. Otherwise, you're going to shed three months later, guys. Well, and think about too, what are, how fast does hair grow on an average person? Like a half an half inch an a month? Half an inch a month, half an inch at the most and the fastest people I see it's an inch a month. So it's really slow. So it takes time for yes. all that to grow back. Yes. Um, yes. And, you know, to come back and healthy, you mm -hmm. know, to, to get that routine. So it's great to know that you offer some great treatments to help stimulate that hair growth. So there's some really good options. Coming back to what you said, you're absolutely right. That first hair that comes in, is sometimes referred to as quote unquote chemo hair because it's kind of damaged, it's kind of fuzzy. I don't know if you experienced uh -huh. that. It's not that you've been through chemotherapy, but 
same thing people who go through chemo experience that the new hair that comes in is just not the same caliber because it's still somewhat damaged in the root of the follicle so don't be under duress if you're like oh my hair's coming back weird it'll normalize at about the six month time Ooh, that's good to know. Yeah, did you have chemo hair, quote-unquote chemo hair? Um, I feel like my hairstylist always describes it as, like, baby hair. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like it was baby hairs mm-hmm. kind of coming back. Yep, different it, than your normal. Yeah. And then, I, you know, I get highlights, so then you have to be careful with, you know, Breakage. being a little bit more yep. gingerly with that hair, I guess, if you will. So, yep. yeah, it's, you have to kind of take some extra precautions. Right. Can you say your little slogan again that you said? Oh, hair loss is not just in your head. (laughs) I love that. Hair loss is not just in your head. Okay, we're going to be saying that one again. And is it more common in men or women? Um, Telogenophobia is definitely more common in women. Again, just because we have all these hormonal factors. So one more thing we get to deal with. Absolutely. It's amazing. So much fun. Amazing. Okay. (laughs) All right, let's round out with nails. How do you see stress manifest with your patients in nails again nails are just like hair similar type of keratin they lag a little bit behind our baby nail is actually way down behind the cuticle the baby nail is kind of at the distal interphalangeal joint so it's all the way down by your like knuckle so you're undergoing stress excuse me that i got so excited to show you where the baby nail is i took the microphone away you're undergoing stress and you're going to see it again three months later with a ridge in your nails sometimes again coming back to skin picking people will pick at their cuticles i see i do that all the time when i'm just sitting here and you'll see little round indents so you'll see ridges you can see nail fragility you can see breakage you can see um, what's called paronychia have you heard of that no. before so paronychia is where you um, you're under stress you're picking at your cuticle and then you introduce staph or struck bacteria in there and people get really terrible abscesses and they sometimes have to be drained or hospitalized so definitely nails are an issue don't pick as much as you can if you do pick put a little peroxide or antibacterial ointment on it okay anything you can do to like keep them healthy do you recommend i know you said you know for curing that I'm not even going to try to attempt to say what it was. Can you tell? Para, para like ar- Latin around para, uh-huh. nikia. Para nikia. Around oh, I can say that. Yeah. I can say that. Yes. Okay. Everything in medicine is logical because it's Latin, which is why I like it. Oh, perfect. <laughs> All right. So what else can people do to take good care of their nails, like on a regular basis? So we should actually moisturize our cuticles. It's super important. Don't push them back. Just make sure you're getting a little moisturizer around them. Don't pick at them. Um... I personally like to take a little uh, silicone supplement. It helps my nail, my hair and my nails because I, again, suffer from telogen effluvium. So I take some liquid silicone and that helps strengthen our nails. Biotin does not help as much as we thought, guys. Come on, don't think everything is biotin. Biotin actually suppresses our thyroid function in thyroid tests in some cases. So um, thyroid tests. So don't take too much biotin. But, um, but silicone is a great liquid thing that you can buy at Target or at, on Amazon. So it does help with hair and nails. Oh, interesting. I had not heard that. Yeah. I've gotten so many good tips today. Good. I mean, and I feel like having been in the industry for 18 years, I'm like, I knew you were going to give me some new pearls and gems of wisdom well, thank though, you. to bestow upon me and our gems here. I'm so sweet. Okay. So I feel like some of the key takeaways, get your skin checks. Yes. Wear some protection. For sure. Take your vitamin D all the time what else um what else i really think that you should get in the habit of a really cute hat like 
buy yourself, indulge in that $100 hat, you will want to wear it. And that's where you're getting your sun, guys. We take off so many melanomas and skin cancers on people's ears, noses, lips. Once you are kind of, have you been through a skin cancer, you have a terrible scar, it's too late. Just wear your hat now, friends. Okay, this is a hilarious thing. When you just mentioned behind the ears, mm -hmm. when I put my sunscreen on every day, Great. I hear your voice because you schooled me once because I think I had a little mark that you were watching. Yes. And you were like, Ginny, do not forget to put your sun protection on the back of your ears. So literally every day I put my sun protection on the back of my ears with your voice in my head. Oh, like, do not you. forget. You're so good at that, at giving like the right reminders to the people that need to hear it. Thank you so much. My patients make fun of me. They say, we know we've not had a Dr. Terrain skin check until we until she's checked between my booty and checked behind my ears. So <laughs> absolutely. I love it. That's so great. <laughs> oh my gosh. Any final words of wisdom? I think we're good. I mean, you... I, I don't know what else we could cover today. You have given us so, so much. Oh, thank you. Well, we love we love talking with you, Jenny. You just make it so real and you make it so accessible. And people can know that even a beautiful, smart, successful woman can go through a really terrible period of stress and bounce back from it 100%. I'm really proud of you. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, it, it is interesting because those were really clear indicators for me now, you know, because it is hindsight. But I think this is why it was so important for me to want to have this conversation with you so that you. we could share this information and people could know some of the signs to look out for. And hopefully they won't get shingles on their face and they do trust their gut and their intuition. And when they do have a funny looking you know, lesion on their body, they do go in and get their, you know, get it checked or proactively get their skin, you know, checked and don't have to deal with some of these stressful things Absolutely. and have their hair fall out. One other thing, actually, <laughs> you brought this up so astutely. If you as an individual have intuition that something is wrong, be it a mole that your doctor has told you is totally fine or some weird lump that somebody has told you is fine, you should pursue that intuition. I've been a doctor for about 20 years and I cannot tell you how many times I'm surprised that something that looks fine or appears to be fine, if the patient pursues it, I pursue it. And we've found so many cancers that are early that have saved that person's life. So again, another Dr. Ian saying is, if you're walking through a garage at night and you feel like something's weird, if you feel that some way about something on your body, go get it checked out. If something feels wrong, it probably is. Right. Oh my gosh, I got goosebumps when you were talking about that. Like get a second opinion and Absolutely. trust yourself because nobody yourself. knows you better than you. Trust yourself and you will be so upset at yourself if you let that go. Yes. And something happens. Oh my gosh. Okay, Dr. Tureen, Dr. Mohiba Tureen, my friend, board certified dermatologist. I am going to link where everybody can find you oh, and follow. You. you guys have an amazing TikTok page. I love your oh, TikToks. Thank you. thank you. And your Instagram and your website so thank people you. know where to find you. You've got five locations between Minnesota and Wisconsin so people can it's get nice. into your clinic and get. Uh, your wisdom and your ex your experience and expertise. Oh, thank you. I'm honored to be here and I'm honored to have you as a friend. Thank you so much. Oh, you gems. Thank you for listening and tuning in to Drinking With Gin. I have enjoyed connecting with you. And if you loved this episode, I need you to please go subscribe, rate, and leave a review for Drinking With Gin. And then to stay connected with me, head over to my Instagram. My handle is Ginny Prem. I can't wait to chat again 
with you gems next week. <laughs>